the man behind the hustling grind. This is pride, courage, determination, and perseverance. Welcome to No Lucks Given. All right, guys, you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and open this up. <clears throat> we don't really have a topic today. We don't. No, do, do you have a topic you'd like to discuss? What do you think? I don't want to talk about what's going on. No, God, That's no. the only thing my rule is. I want to talk about how, um, because, you know, I've had some, no, I've had some issues with staffing and, um, Amen. Brother doesn't seem like you do, but he is, seems to be a very thoughtful leader and I'm curious to know more about how he approaches building his team. Oh, that's a great topic. I love that. Well, we're just going to open it up just like that. Welcome yeah. to No Looks Given Podcast. Oh, you already recording? A, a special guest, Tanya what? Holland with this. And we got Chef Brother Luck, of course. We call him Brother Luck on a podcast. But welcome, man. I appreciate you guys joining here. We have a wonderful dinner tonight. Let's talk about the dinner first. Let's start there. Yeah, well, we both have Southern roots. So brothers invited me to come be a guest chef along with Chef Bo Green and Cook a Southern-inspired uh, mm, tasty mm, menu. Mm, mm. I'm oh, excited. Man, those grits, they're still sitting on my palate. <laughs> it's just like buttery and creamy, and I'm getting that corn As pop. grits should right. be. Oh, my Amen. goodness. You know, and the trick, I think, with grits is you got to soak them overnight. Too many people don't soak their grits. Okay. Yeah, well, Tip. that's the, the heirloom grits. So we've got some really nice heirloom grits, not the quick stuff. Yeah, this is no my cousin Vinny. <laughs> I'm on trial, and I'm about to catch you up because you cooked them <laughs> instantly. These are real grits. Man, people are passionate about their grits. Oh, yeah. There's like a big debate, like salt or sugar or something. I saw that the other day on social media. I'm like, what do you got? need to calm down. It's salt, please. Oh, yeah. salt. Grits are savory. Get the sugar out of here. You know, right. That's I, for cream of wheat. I used, I used to plan out, when I lived in San Antonio, <laughs> I used to plan out uh, my drive to New Orleans. So I would leave at like right around 3 o'clock in the morning. That way I could hit Beaumont, Texas on my way because I have family that live out there. And my auntie would always make me pork chops, mm. eggs, and grits. So it was like the perfect breakfast stop. Yep. I got to see the family, and yep. then I would drive the rest of the way down to New Orleans and see the other part of the family. So it was like, man, oh, just you, memories. You were living. Don't you love those meals with not a single vegetable in no. sight? <laughs> like, I mean, how do people live? That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, no, we got have a great dinner tonight. We got a sold-out dinner. We're going to have so much fun. Six courses, three chefs. Um some great stories. We're going to be taking people on on uh, the, the memories of our past and, and how we're connecting them to the dishes of today. And uh, yeah, man, this is going to be it's going to be a fun night. We always have fun at these dinners, though. We, we do it right. I always have a blast. Done, how many have you done now? I don't know. I think we're like of Top Chef dinners. In, in, oh, okay. Probably like eight, ten, somewhere around there. Wow. I mean, but we do, we do all kinds so of crazy everybody dinners. Everybody who was on Top Chef, like the, I'm, I'm getting them. I'm know. getting them. I, no, I, I mean, would have to run down the list to know how many Top Chef we've had because I think it's cl- like I know it's probably close to ten. Wow! No. But That's dinners amazing. themselves, I don't yeah. know. We've probably had like thirty to fifty that I've yeah. been a part of. Well, amazing. me and Steve have done over a hundred dinners together in our career. I mean, it's. We go crazy. I mean, that's great. You it's talk about the Beetlejuice dinner. You talk about the Nightmare Before Christmas dinner. Right. We just did the um, Harry Potter. The I'm Harry Potter together. was what? wild. It looks so cool on film. I yeah. can't wait to show you guys that one. That's oh, amazing. I can't wait because that was a that, cool dinner. That one was a soup. That one was the best theme dinner 
put together with decorations. Yeah, like wow. the interview room was very unique. I'm not a Harry Potter person, so I couldn't even yeah, tell you all this. I hope we don't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> I think she. I think she got enough. Uh, yeah, I think she, she, she right. my broke it. ass alone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good um, stuff. So how? What's your marketing plan for the dinners? What's the? What's your best source for marketing? Um, Just your regular. Yeah, customers? when we when we get them out, you know, I, I utilize my social media tremendously. Um, I'm very active on it, but I really feel like when it comes to social media, it's about connecting the people to the story. They want to be. You need to make them excited yeah. and understand why they need to be here and why this is so <laughs> special and why it's a rarity. And I think that's one of the first tricks that I I, I put out there is. You know, I create the excitement, the buzz. Yeah. And then I start to tap the local, the media and get yeah. them excited. And I get them so worked up about it. Now they want to push it. So they you do want reach out to the media too. That's yeah, helpful. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then we get to the local businesses. Yeah. You know, I, I hit so many different events and so many different businesses. I'm constantly pushing dinners. So whatever I'm working on at that time, like I'm making sure that we're locking down stuff. Like I was cooking at Carrie's restaurant in Denver and I was getting reservations for your dinner tonight. Nice. You know, and that was <laughs> yeah, my place. driving down from Denver? Absolutely, yeah. Great. Yeah. That's so it's great. pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. What's your experience with, uh, do you host these dinners often? Or? No, but I'm looking to start them, um, yeah. mostly with winemakers to begin with. Mm. Yeah, that's um, where it's We at. have a lot of access being, you know, just an hour or so from wine country. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just trying to get a game plan together for this. We have the space, and, yeah. you know, it's a great opportunity for my staff also to grow. And I like the Chef Collab aspect of it as well yeah. that way we all you know yeah. get a chance to grow and it's not so much pressure put on my kitchen mm -hmm. since they are already you know in it yeah you and know. you see how many volunteers we have i mean yeah. we've got high school students back there we've got, we've got soldiers incredible. we've got soldiers yeah. from from uh fort carson back That's there incredible. we've got chefs that are, are assisting the guest chef like there's so many different yeah. types of people back there which i i think is amazing yeah that's no, a that, story in its own it just makes great energy in the kitchen too you know everyone yeah. is they're collaborating. Everybody's, you know, just learning, learning, vibing. Yeah. yeah. It's excellent. And then yeah. with the community, too. Like, the community gets to be a part of that. Like, you guys are top chefs. Like, when we have the top chef dinners, like, the energy is just different. Yeah. Like, from any other dinner. And it's consistent. So, like, you know, these dinners are special to people. It's an experience. Yeah. Even Joe Flam said that. He was like, I've never been to a dinner like that. Because really, the vibe awesome. and the energy that we have in these crowds is 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 second to none i mean these people get get hyped up it's pretty cool that's great it's exciting because this is not a usual thing you know this mm -hmm. is some you know it is a special occasion yeah that was always my big thing is I, I travel around you travel around we get to cook these amazing dinners we get to work with these great chefs and i'm mm -hmm. thinking you know i want to bring this to my community like yeah. i want to share these people and in, in this cuisine and this technique and these knowledge like i told nora earlier i was like you're helping her with the with the with the dish today. Did you ask her about her spice blend? Like you need to be asking these questions. You know, Joe Flam's here. Mm. Did you get his pasta recipe? You know, that's so interesting. I was talking to my HR director today, which I was on the phone a bit about um, my kitchen manager who doesn't manage up. Mm. Right, mm. that part. Like that's it's a huge. two way street. It's you so gotta huge. ask me for what yes. you need for what you want. It. You just can't expect me to just yeah, like do everything. Right. <laughs> I got my head is full. <laughs> yeah. You show up the same time every day. Leave the same time every day, and you know you get a check. I, I, I love that tie in because you know we were talking about this earlier. 
you know, how do you deal with employee turnover and training people? And I think that's one of the, the biggest things that I, I sit on is I don't think we have a, a labor shortage in our industry. I think we've been so abusive to people in our industry. This is why they don't want to work in our industry anymore. So we have to change our supervisors and our managers mentality and, and, and culture and, yeah. and their thought process to, to create great work environments. And that's what's going to attract great people. How you do know? you do right. that? But I also think that this workforce and part of it is the fault of shows like Top Chef. Yeah. yeah. Have unreasonable expectations of their journey in kitchens and they think it's just going to happen overnight. I'm like, this is decades of work. Amen. Yeah. What I get to do now. Talk about that. I want to hear about it. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, okay, so I didn't go to cooking school until I was 26. Nor I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm like. How, I'm like, how old are you? 26. Like, you are way ahead of the game. <laughs> you are good. Yeah. Um, but you That's have to pay your dues, yeah. you know, and learn about those who came before you and what they did. I mean, that is the essential. That's so essential, you know, to your growth in this industry. You should know who is a top chef in every city, wow. what their story is, yeah. um, how they, because everybody's got a different story. Yep. Everybody got to the path differently, but... And you can take, you know, little bits and pieces from that. But, yeah, I just really, I want this workforce, you know, especially the young kids or career changers coming in to understand that it is a process to mm -hmm. become a chef owner, yeah. to become yeah. a top chef. To they, become, don't, they don't know. Right, to become, you know, the opportunity to be nominated for a James Beard Award. That took a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. Oh, my God. A lot of hard work, yeah. you know. Um, you know, I think, you know, both brother and I... Um, Chef Michael asked if I had kids. It's like, no, we don't have kids. Mm -hmm. Like, we got this. You know, so this you make a, you make a wow. decision. You, you pivot in your life and, you know, you alter your, you adjust your lifestyle. And, you know, he's lucky he's got a partner who's yeah. supportive of him. You know, Child for me, Tina. it has not been, you know, it wasn't possible. My partner, former partner, just couldn't get with it. You right, know, the right. hours, my drive, my right, ambition, right. you know, my focus. Yeah. Um and that's what it takes also to be successful. I mm -hmm. know you know that. Yeah, no. And, and you know, when I tell people too, like when I tell them I've been in the kitchens 23 years, that blows people's minds, you know, because they look at me and they're like, you look you start when you were two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've been in kitchens for 23 years. Yeah. yeah. And I just barely got a, a James Beard nomination. I just barely got on a show like Top Chef. I, I'm just now starting to get some right. attention, but like right. it took 23 years of my head down. Yeah. Chopping and traveling and taking cooking notes, and taking yeah. notes. Oh, I, I tell these. Oh, my, I'm in my. You saw me all day today. I'm yeah. literally like writing every recipe I'm, yep. I'm doing down just because I want. I'm gonna go back and look at it. Like it doesn't stop. The education doesn't stop. Absolutely, absolutely. What keeps you going? Not being broke or going back to the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Not being broke. Yep, that's that's pretty key. I ain't yeah. going back. And yeah. we just, you know, I think success. People have different measures of success and it takes, That's so true. you know, and so, you know, when you're driven and focused, you know, we just want to be the best that we can be in our industry. And, yeah. um, you know, I want to be known as a leader in this industry now. So for me, because of the way my career developed, I sort of um, didn't really have time to focus on being an artist as much. And actually went into business to become a restaurateur more so than a chef. Um, mm. So I really want to be that restaurateur, that hospitality expert. I want people to, to come to my restaurant and feel that they're so taken care of, that, you know, all their wants and are um, 
are met and anticipated. Yeah. Um, and I admire brother who's also an artist and, you know, working on his craft in addition to being a business owner. It's a lot of work. It's not a lot of work. It's a lot to balance mm -hmm. for sure. Well, and I'm, I'm just now learning the lessons of how to say no to stuff. That part. That's like, so ooh, that part. Because yeah. <laughs> so we get hit up for so right. much stuff. Oh, and you're like, like oh, that's cool. That's yeah. a great hey, trip. Can you donate? And can you go? And yeah. can you hey, we want you to go to Europe. And yeah. I'm like, that sounds amazing. And then I'm like, I can't leave for 10 days. Right. right. <laughs> There's yeah. no way. Yeah. But then I go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the restaurant, as long as it doesn't burn down, you know. Yeah, I got insurance. You can, you can uh, recover. That's what I used to always say. Like, I got insurance. I was like, people are like, aren't you worried about Nope. <laughs> no, that'll be fine. That's what liability fine. insurance is for. You know, I, I had a I had a, a restaurateur here in town tell me that. He was like, you know, you take the time off and then come back. He's like, the problems are still going to be there. That's it's right. It's just going to take a little bit longer to dig out. That's but right. But you're fine. Go and enjoy it, it. It gives your staff an opportunity to grow, too, to step mm -hmm. up. See how much they can step oh, up when you're man, not around. That's, that's such a topic we've been talking about. Yeah. Get out of the way of great people. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. let them be great. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and. We are such control freaks as chefs. Yeah. We don't get out the way of, of the, the talent that we have, but we got to mold them. We got to give them measurable expectations. Right. We got to have solid, solid accountability and we got to be able to delegate, you know, mm -hmm. give them something, give them a, a, a task that, Hey, in seven days, I'm coming back to check this and then follow up on it in seven days. Like that's a measurable expectation. Absolutely. We talked about that a lot and that's something that I'm trying to learn for my damn self is is allowing somebody to fail, you know, and obviously it's, it's on your name, you know, you are yeah. the owner, you well, are the brand, the hard part. Mm -hmm. you know, so that's tough. Mm -hmm. But tell us about like your progress, like where you're at with your restaurant. So, you know, my restaurant, I first opened 12 years ago, ran it in a location for 10 and a half years in a small, uh, like 15, 1600 square feet in West Oakland, the mm -hmm. hood, yeah. really marginal neighborhood. Um, was the only landlord who would rent to me at that time, again, really? after 20 plus years in the industry. That's so crazy. Couldn't really find any investors, you know, couldn't, no one would lend, you know, there, and I didn't have the means to uh, finance it myself. So I yeah. got some, a couple investors, and um, it became the little restaurant that could. Mm -hmm. um, had six burners, two ovens, three waffle makers. Started with one waffle maker. Didn't realize everybody was going to want chicken and waffles. <laughs> Ooh. Legend and on it. The bane of my existence. So, <laughs> Ooh, that so, so um, but you know, we were, I was unique in creating a waffle that was light and airy, yeast risen and buttermilk fried chicken using organic and local and sustainable products as much as possible. Um, really a cleaner version of soul food. So people really gravitated towards that and all, everything made from scratch in house, all the baked goods, everything. Um, Man, so then, so good. Um, I had an opportunity to expand into San Francisco mm -hmm. last year. Well, I got the opportunity a couple of years ago, and I was going to do a counter service, and we ended up closing that this year. It just wasn't, didn't allow me to provide the level of hospitality that I really wanted to provide. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, I moved my old location to a bigger spot, 4,000 square feet in a more viable part of town. And so opening two places at once wasn't really a good idea as well, but the new spot... I'm in love with it's um, 85 seats, full bar. So it's mm. more of the Perfect formula. Size. Yes. That you need to be successful in the restaurant business um, because I had 50 before beer and wine and you just, you can't get ahead, you know, with those kind of margins. Yeah. Um, and then the cost of doing business in the Bay mm -hmm. area, you know, lots of challenges like that as well. Sure. Cause there's housing uh, struggles for your staff and transportation struggles. So on top of, you know, trying the difficulty in finding, um, 
quality staff, then you've got that on top of it. Right. Um, How do you deal with that? Like, obviously, as business owners, you both deal with those things. And we're talking about staffing issues and how to maintain. How do you deal with all of those dynamics of somebody else is dealing with? I, I think as a, as a business owner, we have the opportunity to change culture. Absolutely. And we can think outside the box versus working for a big corporation. A, a huge corporation is very structured. As an independent owner, you can say, you know what? I've actually got a great babysitter that I'd be willing to pay 50% of to help you out. Or, hey, I know you're going through some mental health struggles. Let me cover the next month of your sessions and I'll pay the 100 bucks per session for you. Like there's ways to do it and we can incorporate that into our business module somehow, um, whether it's, you know, our education, education line on our budget instead of training the whole staff on just tips, being certified for the bar. You know, maybe we use that that month to do something different. That's interesting. What about you? Yeah, no, I think that's great. And, you know, a lot of us Bay Area chefs are looking into more of that, you know, creating um, just resources in our companies for our employees, Um, mental health being a big one. Um, And also work-life balance, you know, encouraging them to have that. I think that's something that's really shifting in our industry in Mm -hmm. general. You know, it used to be the place where all the pirates and the bad boys and (laughs) bad girls came and all the acting out was acceptable. But, you know, we have to, that's not sustainable, you know, so. Yeah, it's an endless cycle. Yeah, as Brother said, we do have a great opportunity to change, um, um, yeah, culture and how people look at our business. And I've worked with um, some other, um, you know, organizations such as, <clears throat> excuse me, Colors of Change, um, <clears throat> talking about how to professionalize our industry because it just, we haven't had all the professionalization that other industries have, you know. And yeah, we, we have to we have to learn. And this is something I get really frustrated with when when you know I, I look at other scenarios and I talk with other restaurateurs. Is we're all talking about the same issues, the same problems, but we're not coming together as a coalition to purchase, to have better buying power, to yes. you know have we should have each each city should have a traveling therapist that sets up at a restaurant in a space just like what we're sitting in right now and can hold sessions for the cooks in the area. That's a great idea. You know, there's so many ways, but if we like do this as a, as a group, as a, as a, you know, local yeah. business owner type coalition, I, that's how we're going to get more success in this. Cause we're all trying to do the same thing, Yeah, but we're trying to do it on our own. Yeah. That's and we're, right. we're all buried. Yeah. Yeah. Success in numbers. Absolutely. Absol- yeah. And that's a great way. Just pooling our resources. Yeah. Love it. What about inspiration? You guys, um, I, I know I got to find some inspiration somewhere. Where do you guys keep finding inspiration from? I really find it from my colleagues. You know, when I have some downtime, I'll visit my colleagues at their restaurants, um, doing events like this with Chef Brother Luck and, um, you know, other colleagues who invite me and then special events that we do, whether it's with No Kid Hungry or James Beard Foundation Boot Camp or you know, any, anything like that, um, I, we, it's an opportunity. Sometimes our only opportunity for weeks and months to actually interact with peers yeah. because we're independent operators running our own business and we don't really get to work with our peers. You right. Know? Right. And that can get, it's, it's true. It's lonely at the top. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you need the travels to get the inspiration. Like for me, when I go cook in a different city or I go cook in a different country, I'm getting so much just good, good inspiration. Good energy. And I come back 
and I'm on fire because yes. all I want to do is share that with my right. people. So, right. you know, for me, I get the joy out of helping someone else become successful. Yeah. But I need those travels to actually see something to be like, oh, that's how they did it. Like, I love going to Vegas. Vegas yeah. is one of the great for I've restaurants. Never been. Oh my goodness! I know, no I way! I, still I, I know what our I next was, trip like, is. I was gonna go last year. And I was like, I'm gonna go this oh, year. The restaurants are beautiful. I mean, they put so much money into these restaurants. They insane. are insane, yeah. and you can just you could spend a day just like jumping from bar to bar, not even gambling, and getting inspiration because they're they're just gorgeous, and the service is phenomenal. Impeccable. Yeah, I got it's get crazy. There. I mean, they I, I, Vegas is just a whole other world. Like yeah. that's. It's on its own level. I think any cook that works in Vegas, shout out to you because you yeah, are a beast hustlers, and they're doing man. like 2,000 covers a night. All the time. And it is that. I, how do you handle that kind Vegas of fun? so much fun. I can't, <laughs> I can't At that go level. <laughs> yeah. See, this is the thing. I know I get enough trouble without going to Vegas. So yeah. well, I don't know. We're going to have to be in Vegas because the Raiders are going to Vegas. Well, yeah. And actually, you reminded me, I got a call. Um, are you guys Raider fans together? With the team oh yeah. Together. Well, I've been representing them at Taste of NFL a fundraiser. The oh, that's the cool. Uh, day before the game for four years. See, look, Oakland Raiders game. We're going right. to Vegas. There it is. Well, that's where we're going. That's man. That's right. I, I've been a, since I was a little kid, diehard Raider fan. So it's you know I'm the black sheep of the family, but you know <laughs> I'm black and silver. That's all right. <laughs> did I tell you that my friend's brother's the GM? I did, right? No, you and didn't we were, yeah, Mike Mayak, <laughs> and we were. Um, well, she told me this. Some she goes, did I tell you that my brother's the the new uh, GM of the Raiders? I was like, no. So I was down awesome. on the field oh. at the second to last game. See? So I'm gonna make sure when we go to Vegas, when we, got, we go to Vegas, be, we got the we hookup. got the hookup. We got. I'll, it. I'll film it. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. Let's I'm do it. I'm telling you, like <laughs> I want to go to a pool party. Yep. And like hang out with the DJ, have a great pool party, and then we go to the game in our pool shorts <laughs> with a jersey Sound, on. Sounds like a plan. That's that's my idea of, of going like to a football plan. game from now on. Now that Oakland is is moving to Vegas, and it, it is so close. So yeah, we were just it, talking about Cali's like two hour flight. Yeah. yeah so, so what's easy. the flight to Vegas? Two hours? Not even. Not even. Hour, really? hour yeah. fifteen minutes is yeah. quick. We totally got to meet yeah. there. All right. Yeah. Tina and I go. We go two three times a year. Like we love Vegas. That's our. That's our. Awesome. Our, we want to buy. A, we want to buy a, our next property in Vegas just to have like a vacation spot. Nice. Sounds great. Vegas right. is. I nuts. trust you. Went too much. Yes. Went four times in one year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a good it's time. It's dangerous, though. man. Yeah, it was fun. There's some traps. I'm not allowed back no more. <laughs> you got to rebuild that checkbook back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I found some inspiration and lost some, too. <laughs> cool, That's man. Good. Well, you know, I, like I said, I appreciate the hell that y'all coming and joining the podcast. Um, I always try to give our people something to take away, something that will inspire them. Um, before we wrap up, you guys got some ideas before we hit you with that? What, what's on your mind tonight? For inspiration? Yep. Hmm. I know. What do you got? Oh, man. I, I just posted something. Um, you know, you have the ability to change somebody's life right now. So go do it. Mm. That's a good one. Like, it that's simple. It's that simple. You know, that's that's where you're finding joy. That's where you're finding happiness. You got to close your eyes and take that yeah. in one more time. Because Hit him with it one more time. Yeah. You had that on point. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if there's somebody that you can help right now, so go do it. Like, it's that simple. And Damn. At the end of the day, you know, that's what we need to be focused on more because, you know, we talked a little bit about success and, and what that means, but it's constantly evolving. And as, mm -hmm. as success evolves, you have to change what your idea of that is and then restructure and rewrite your goals because you're trying to accomplish something different. 
Wow. You know, you've reached this pinnacle. Yeah. So now you got to rewrite it because for me, it's no longer about me. I've reached the things that I wanted to do for right. myself. Right. Now my goals are about other people. I want to yeah. see my sous chef, Nora, become amazing. I want to see this young 17-year-old cook who's back there from high school right. get a shot out on my Instagram right. And, right. And, right. and watch him climb the ranks. Like, right. that's right. what it's about now. That's beautiful. I agree. That is, um, it's so satisfying and gratifying to grow and develop people. Um, they have to be willing to, to grow, you know, we, like we're talking about, you know, they've got to be coachable. Yeah. Um, and understand that the management, it goes both ways. And, um, you know, I always say more gratitude, gratitude, not attitude. Man. I just think if people a were too. a little bit more grateful and gracious and i always say a little humility goes a long way you know i just think those are important parts of life that's powerful what you got brother for you, you know, saying something you know tanya asked earlier she said you know i want to i want to kind of hear a little bit more about how like you get your staff and it just kind of made me think about that when when i was talking with marcus Amberson when i was younger marcus marcus taught me i had to be like maybe 19 years old marcus taught me that you know, restaurants mean to restore, and it's about restoring your community. And it, it, as, a, as a business owner, I've actually understood that so much more now, you know, 20 years later. And when I look at my community, I look at who's in my community, right? We have tons of military. We have tons of hospitals. We have tons of, of church organizations. We have, we have a huge cyber cybersecurity, um, you know, base here. Yeah. So, for me, where I source a lot of our staff is actually from the organizations we work with. So, you know, I'll work with an organization like Dream Centers that is helping, you know, women coming out of domestic violence situations and getting them back on their feet with their kids and giving them the education and getting them the living situation and get them back into the work field with, you know, proper tools. We start to employ those women because we work with that program right. or we're working with CASA or we're working with Griffith Center for Kids where, you know, these are at risk youth coming from from damaged homes or they're coming from, you know, incarcerations. And we're actually inspiring them in their programs at school and then getting them jobs. I've got two of the kids working for me in, in two of our restaurants. Yeah. So I, I really started to actually realize, like, you know, we, we've got soldiers that work for us. They come in, they do programs. They do 30-day OJTs or on-the-job trainings to better appreciate their roles as cooks in the military. Yeah. But it's because we're surrounded by military. So I think when you asked me that earlier, it's that's, that's kind of what I was thinking about is yeah. we don't source from culinary schools anymore that often. We go after the programs that we're involved in when it comes to our charities. That's a great idea. Because like those that. are the people that need jobs, right? If you're working right. with a rescue mission, right? These are all, that's a ton of people that want to work. Mm. You know, so go volunteer at the, at the rescue mission. Mm -hmm. You're gonna find tons of help, and you're gonna hear some great stories that are gonna humble you. Mm -hmm. And that's like one of my favorite things is you know make that time. Yeah, because you're gonna walk away with some 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 great stories. But at the end of the day, these people are gonna end up working for you, and you're gonna change their lives. Yeah. So. That's a wonderful way to end. Yeah, that's a wonderful way to end. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> you better stop saying that. Tina, gonna, she's going to hear this, oh. and she's going to come for you. Hey, she's hey, like, you better use a different term. Tell, tell Tina, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> I, I got a catchphrase. It's, it's literally my slogan. I say, good morning, you motherfuckers. You, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I'm terrible, man, but I appreciate the hell out of you, you guys. Do you know, um, I used to cook on the line with these two guys, and uh, one of them used to call me motherfucker. 
<laughs> He's like, what's up, motherfucker? Motherfucker. All right. I'm going to keep that one. All right. I'm going to use that in my vlog. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just, I, I'm doing a takeover today for this t- tequila company. Yeah, and, let's do it. You know, Agua Miel is phenomenal. This is a, a new tequila. That's honey hit the market. water. I like that. Yeah. Honey water. And it, it is a perfect name. I'm mm-hmm. so impressed with what they're doing. Um, they sent me a couple bottles. I tasted it. I actually sent Joe Flam home with a bottle because um, that's when I showed up. And uh, they sent me some more, and I was like, you know what? We're gonna share it tonight. We're gonna we're gonna walk around the crowd. We're gonna let them taste it. We're gonna do smooth. Instagram stories. It's really smooth. Yeah, it's dangerous. It it is. It's really dangerous. I tasted last time. That was so damn good. <laughs> I don't even drink tequila. Yeah, and I yeah. Loved it. I love tequila, and so I know I, tequila. And I, this is good. Yeah, I think in the spirit of uh of of the agua miel, you know, let's get lucked up. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Salute. Thank, thank you, Tanya. Cute little play on words, your brother. Oh, I, I try to be quick about it. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good stuff. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah, no, we're gonna have a great time. We have a solid. We're gonna have a solid night tonight. Um, top Chef dinner. Top Chef dinner. You know, six what? courses. I just, I just want to say wine to pair. Everybody that's rocking with us, listening to us, I'm, sh- I'm just blown away. Because when we started this, I told Dana, I was like, you think people are really gonna listen to this? Look, man, it's, it's even unreleased. We, we've got five. This is the fifth one we've recorded. Okay. Chef's so busy, so I try to rack up. So yeah, yeah, if we get course. on a routine. Um, but we are so excited about this No Looks Given podcast. But you haven't have released it yet. Not yet. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. oh, damn. Yeah. You might be <laughs> the <laughs> first on that network I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Did he tell you about the podcast network? Guys? Those are the producers who sent me the podcast stuff. Yeah. They're starting a podcast network. Like a whole network. I, love I didn't catch that. They would love to know about you guys. It's like the more yeah. the merrier. Because we need to be talking about real stuff. It's not yeah. just chef yeah. stuff. No, like this exactly. is like real you stuff. You don't talk about food. We're people. Yeah. Yeah. Full, yeah. Full, Amen. Full Our first four episodes were not folks. about none of that. Yeah. I think this is the most that people have gotten out of you about like being a top chef or even you know, business owner. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's a different perspective. Because we're human beings, first and That's foremost. That's how we yeah. wanted to you know? keep it. Exactly. I still got to do my dishes and walk my dog. Exactly. Right? And I'm a <laughs> and your laundry. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm a regular motherfucker. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. Well, we're about to get to this dinner. Um, if y'all listening, thank you so much. Give us rate five stars on iTunes, the whole nine. Um, thank you, Brother Luck. Thank you, Tanya, so much. My we pleasure. really appreciate it. And we're looking forward to that network connection because we would love to grow with our No Looks Given podcast. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Peace yeah. and, and love. Go ahead, brother. And make sure to follow all of us at Chef oh, Brother Luck on all What's platforms. Your What's your at platform? Ms. M.S. Tanya Holland, T-A-N-Y-A-H-O-L-L-A-N-D. Have that tequila. tequila. I can't spell my own name. <laughs> hey, that's beautiful. And yes. I'm Dana Keith. Peace. <laughs> the man behind the hustling grind. This is Pride, Courage, Determination and perseverance. Welcome to No Looks Given.